0: Welcome, folks, to Brand of Man Ministries, building one disciple at a time for the cause of Christ, not through any agency of man, that's very important, but by the grace of God alone. I'm Pastor Will Huntsaker, and today we will explore the third chapter of the Apostle Paul's letter to the Galatians with verses 1 through 5. Now, up to this point, we've seen Paul's urgent concern that the churches of Galatia are being taught a much different message from the gospel he had taught them. Now, the message Paul's referring to here is one that requires additional work other than that of Christ to receive God's grace. Paul stresses that that message is false teaching. Now, that means any work. That adds to the work of Christ. It doesn't matter what it is. You can plug in whatever you want. That is false teaching. We learn that Christians are free from any constraints of law or ritual because of the work of Christ. This is for salvation. And his work is sufficient for all people. That was one of the illustrations he gave with a conflict he had between himself and Peter. That. God's grace was not just applied to Jews. It was applied to Gentiles as well and equally so. So it didn't matter what background you had, social, economic, didn't matter. God's grace was available to all types of people. So simply put, we cannot be saved to eternal life by anything we do. Instead, we are saved to eternal life by what Jesus has already done. This is consistently taught in biblical theology, which is a straight line from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Now, in chapter 3, Paul is going to provide several reasons to the Galatians why God's grace is superior to anything man can do through any means, ritual, sacrament, anything, to earn salvation to eternal life on his own. So, let's read our text from uh, for this episode today. It's uh, Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And here we're going to see Paul provide the very first reason for the superiority of God's grace. And he's going to use the personal experience of the Galatians. So, from the Apostle the apostle Paul. O foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as apparent to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect through your human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Indeed, it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Now, Paul's a bit harsh by calling the Galatians foolish, but this is in keeping with his comments in the first chapter, when he was amazed at how quickly they turned away from his teaching. Now, in these verses today, specifically verses 2 through 5, Paul asks for rhetorical questions. They're meant to make a statement. That's essentially a a rhetorical question. It's meant to make a statement rather than to elicit some, some type of information. The questions all concern the work and indwelling of the Holy Spirit that believers personally experience in various ways. They're indwelt by the Spirit. So, we are seeing Paul's making of his argument. For the superiority of God's grace in opposition to the work of man. So, the first question Paul puts to the Galatians is Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the laws of Moses? Well, Paul's statement to that was Of course not. Of course you did not. The second question is After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect? through your human effort. Now, Paul's already referred to them as foolish for thinking such a way. And this is a a very typical symptom of all Christians or all people. We are sinful in nature and we are always looking for a way to improve on God's plans. So, the third question he asks is, have you experienced so much for nothing? Paul notes here that If they discount the work of the Spirit in their lives, it ends with their vanity, thinking they can add to the sacrifice of Christ. He specifically mentions their personal experience as a testimony to the superiority of God's grace. Have you experienced so much for nothing? And then the last rhetorical question he puts to them is, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Again, Paul gives them a hearty, of course not. Only the gospel through Jesus Christ can save. He makes that point very clear. Folks, Paul had preached the gospel to the Galatians with such conviction when he was with them. That they could actually experience the crucifixion as though they were there. He pointed that out as a, as a picture you could look at as though you're actually seeing it firsthand. But now he's concerned. They've become deceived. So what is Paul doing here? He's redirecting their thoughts back to the cross. This is a very common occurrence today with Christians. We get distracted. We follow a, a shiny object. We are We're fed a flood of false teaching, meant to entice our interests through rituals, sacraments, fancy worship, entertainment, and promises of a better life now. You can go on and on. The only way to recover from these distractions is to return to the cross and the empty tomb. You get off the path, get back on the path. It's the only way to recover from these distractions. We need to shift our worldview from a horizontal worldview. That's what it's become. Back to a vertical one and return to the truth. And that truth is salvation is by God's grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone. That's the truth. That's the gospel message. Do you guys, I hope you do, do you remember the account in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve when they fell from sin? Well, let, let, me, let me just put that a little context for you. Adam and Eve are in the Garden, and they're with a Satan, or with a serpent that has been embodied by Satan. And there's going to be some temptation here provided by Satan to Adam and Eve and how they respond will have very long lasting effects. So let's just read through the first five verses of Genesis chapter three. And we're going to see here how God's grace is always superior to the work of man. So chapter three of Genesis verse one through five. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day, he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit of any of the trees in the garden? Of course, we may eat fruit of the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Genesis 3, chapter, or chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Pretty, uh, well-known section. Now, most of you know the rest of that story. Adam and Eve, they ate the fruit in the middle of that garden. They ate from that tree right in the middle. And things have not gone well since. We inherited that desire to resist the grace of God. God's grace had put them there. Adam and Eve started out with a great experience with God until they decided they knew better. God warned them and they knew better and went their own way. They decided to add to what God had given them freely. They wanted to add to God's grace by something they could do. They quickly turned away from what they had been taught and experienced. So, you're seeing this personal experience with them. They turned away from that, just as the Galatians were doing then and that many Christians do today. Salvation to eternal life is by the grace of God, through our faith in Jesus Christ. Grace, charis in Greek, is a free gift. That's what it means. It's a free gift that cannot be earned in any way. Otherwise, it's no longer grace. Folks, this is what Jesus taught his disciples. This is what his disciples taught. This is what Paul taught, and all the early church fathers taught. Salvation is by the grace of God alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. That's biblical theology. It has been taught from Genesis that we just read all the way through to Revelation. You cannot add to God's work. In a world experiencing a crisis, really. Of identity today? What a glorious and liberating thing it is for God to have chosen you to come to His Son by nothing other than His grace. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord look upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord's face shine on you and give you peace. Next up on Open Your Bibles, we will continue with chapter 3 of Galatians with verses 6 through 9. God bless you all, and remember, the Bible cannot mean anything today that it did not mean then.